Hi there, my name's Nicola Thomas and you're listening to The Sniff. Well, we made it. This is episode 10 and it's the final episode in the season of a Sniff Perfume podcast. I hope that we'll be back perhaps early next year with another season for you. But at the moment with coronavirus being as it is and I still have to work, I've decided that it's now's the time to take a little break. But before we do, we've got some awesome reviews coming up for you in a moment. So, first up today, obviously at the moment we find ourselves in the midst of a coronavirus crisis, but unfortunately this won't be the only time that life gets hard, and difficulties are going to cross all our paths at some point or another. At times when the going gets particularly rough, scent can really help soothe us back into a sense of calm. It might not solve your problems, but it can act as a balm. So I've collected together some of my favourite soothing scents in the hope that they might bring you some comfort. This one is Golden Powder by the House of Oud. It has listed notes of nutmeg, cinnamon, sandalwood, guyac wood, Virginia cedar, musk, labdanum, vanilla, coumarin, tobacco blossom and burma oud. Now Golden Powder is a mixture of milk and spices. It's a warm, comforting pashmina wrap of a fragrance. Sweet enough to coss it, but not so sweet that it becomes cloying. It's balanced beautifully by nutmeg and cinnamon. This is a gentle, soft, embracing scent which will take you somewhere warm and safe. The oud here isn't challenging or difficult at all, so don't be put off by that the inclusion of oud if you're not a huge oud fan. Instead, here it adds a fullness and longevity to what is a really friendly and approachable scent. Then we have Hamaka by 2787. This has listed notes of marina cords, tonka bean, coconut, vanilla and sandalwood. This is a really interesting fragrance because Hamaka takes the milky, soothing feel but freshens it up somewhat with cool and salty seawater vibes. Whilst Golden Powder is a warm, milky beverage with spices on top, Hamaka is more of a milky cocktail sipped on the beach, sort of cooling and refreshing. You can feel your brow relax when you inhale this scent and your cares just seem to float away on a cloud. Hamaka is perfect for combating worries on days when the sun is shining because those cool notes give moments of sweet relief while the vanilla and tonka are pillowy soft. Perhaps it's nature that you crave when you're feeling low. If it is, then you should definitely check out Run of the River by Parterre. This beautiful, delicate scent immediately transports you to the side of a babbling brook. It's cool, uplifting, positive and incredibly beautiful. The sort of fragrance that makes you feel lighter on the inside as soon as you smell it. And one of the things that I really like about this fragrance is the delicacy with which the perfumer has worked. Nothing's heavy or stodgy, and it kind of helps make you feel emotionally less heavy and stodgy when you wear it. Next up is Boifarine by Latizan Parfumeur. Boifarine sits, for me, somewhere between nutty and flowery, but there's something deeply soothing about this scent, which is described as minimalist and modern on the brand's website. The delicate musky wheat notes give the illusion of a fictional mother's flower-dusted apron, rising bread, and the sort of safety which is only possible in in childhoods that exist in stories. The scent is minimalist in so much as it's distinctly uncluttered, leaving your mind plenty of space to get on with other things that it needs to figure out. Our next scent is Cacao Aztec by Paris Monte Carlo. 
This has listed notes of black pepper, pink pepper, cardamom, orchid, pittosporum, rum, tuberose, cocoa, cocoa beans, leather, musk and sandalwood. There's a deep, soothing contentment about cacao Aztec that really took us by surprise when I first smelled it. The black and pink peppers give the fragrance a beautiful lift, but under that, a much deeper, slower rhythm of woody, bitter cacao beets. Smelling this fragrance is rather like smelling lavender, and indeed, I felt there was a kind of olfactory mirage going on there that caused a kind of lavender reference to appear, particularly at the start of the fragrance. That brings with it a deep sense of peace and tranquillity. Definitely one to try if tranquillity is lacking elsewhere in your life. Liquor by Angela Champagne is one of my favourites on the list. It has listed notes of lavender, violet, lemon, anise, licorice, straw, coumarin, incense, vetiver and tonka bean. Now liquor is the gloaming rendered in perfume form. It's twilight, it's safety, security and protection. The anise notes in this fragrance will make you feel like you are falling into a bed of the most beautiful sun-warmed hay. There is simply nothing better for when you want to escape your troubles and travel to a warm Italian hillside as dusk falls. And the final fragrance on our list is A Shocker by Neela Vermeer. This has listed notes of fig leaf, lotus, water hyacinth, osmanthus absolute, cassie absolute, jasmine sambac, iris, ylang-ylang, fig milk, myrrh, sandalwood, vetiver, leather, styrax, incense and tonka beam. The whole premise of Ashoka is of a warrior reaching a moment of stillness and peace and it really delivers with its peaceful side. Tranquility is woven throughout the scent by the delicate use of sandalwood, fig milk and vetiver. Beautifully sophisticated, Ashoka will allow you to calm yourself while not compromising on smelling beautiful and ready to face the day. It's a great scent to wear if you have a difficult meeting planned. So there you have it, some fragrances that I really hope will bring you a moment of stillness and calm in this very tumultuous time in which we find ourselves. Next up, we're going to look at one of the most bonkers perfumes that I've had the pleasure of reviewing on the sniff. This is a fragrance which is so unusual that I couldn't help but smiling when I was writing my review of it. This is Dolor by Bogue. Dolor has listed notes of aldehydes, benzoin, brown sugar, candy floss, cedar, civet, lavender, melon, mint, oak moss, rose, rosemary, sandalwood and seawood. I got those notes from Bloom Perfumery's website. The opening to Bogues Delure is nothing short of explosive and it announces right from its inception that this is not your run-of-the-mill composition. Fairs, carnival and travelling circuses exist in a weird cultural memoricum imagination for many of us and we found a representation of it here in Delure. The start of the fragrance feels full of excitement, anticipation and the heady aromas of a carnival, including candy floss, sticks of rock and the cool evening air. Sweetness pops from skin following a spray and mingles a juicy melon note with a minty expansiveness and the pleasantly sickly candy floss. There's a crunchiness to the combination like the brittle snap of a stick of rock between your teeth. You can readily imagine that crystalline crepitus as you bite down, or in this case inhale. 
It's so easy to imagine one's younger self hanging out at the fair, daring your friends to go on the rides, to eat another treat, to snatch a glance, or better yet, a kiss from one's teenage love interest. In the background, you can pick up hints of the diesel from the trucks that have brought the booths and stands of the carnival to this temporary resting place. A shiver of anticipation crawls up your spine as the mingled scents promise something, but as yet, you aren't quite sure what that will be. I don't know if any of you have read any Clive Barker or Stephen King, but there's this feel, that feel, that sort of slightly threatening but fun feel about this fragrance. And indeed, in the middle of the wear of this scent, there's a period that feels almost safe. It feels like that moment in a teenage horror story when the fair is fun, enjoyable, exciting and all those things. The desire for sugar and thrills are being slaked. The fruity notes hum in the background and you can almost imagine sticky fingers from popping sweets into an eager mouth, oblivious to what happens next. And what happens next in Dolor is an absolute riot. Shrieking like some sort of demonic banshee, a metallic rose comes screaming from the ghost train ride at the carnival. The scent becomes shiny, slippery and bright as if it's made of some sort of ectoplasmic liquid mercury. This metallic rose banshee tears around the composition, initially making the friendlier, fruity notes feel like they have completely receded, but they haven't, they're still there, and they come back a little as you grow accustomed to the wailing assault of the banshee rose. As I smelt this, I could kind of imagine teenagers fleeing from the creature, crouching down behind trucks and wagons, dirtying their sticky fingers now with axle grease and muck, the smell of their own fearful sweat mixing with engine oil to create a heady and pungent plume. The sweaty, fleshy, animalic scent of the civet has a soft roundness like plump young bodies, which contrasts against the hard edges of the metallic notes. The two facets chime together and against each other in a rather masterful stroke of perfume plotting. Sometimes the different facets join forces to produce a slightly singed feel, as if the metallic rose banshee burns what she touches, and she'll touch you if she can. The warm evening has grown chill and cold with the scent of fear. What started off as a safe and friendly environment and a safe and friendly perfume has become something distinctly unsafe. That's not to say it's unpleasant or unwearable, it's not at all. It's just most definitely not the sort of fragrance you can anticipate. It gave us a delicious chill to wear, like reading a Stephen King book or watching one of those early naughty slasher movies. Thrilling, but not quite safe. So I'd advise that you approach this scent with caution and tread carefully as you step into this imagined world. The longevity of Delo is excellent. It easily lasts all day, 12 hours minimum, but more likely 16 or so. And this was from really minimal minimal sprays as well because I'm a chronic undersprayer. It's got fantastic staying power. The silage of Delo is also really good. It goes to several feet away, definitely beyond handshake distance, and it trails beautifully. That said, it didn't feel like it did so obnoxiously. It's a definite presence, but not a sledgehammer of a scent. Dolor is really difficult to slot into any particular gender bracket and we could see it suiting men, women or anybody else who identifies anywhere else on the spectrum. Wear it if you love it, it's the sort of scent that should be enjoyed with a band and the sort of scent that you have to really surrender yourself to in order to fully enjoy it. Bogue themselves are the brainchild of Antonio Gardone and they've been around since about 2012. The brand is really enigmatically short on details on its website but they're small perfectly formed line of perfumes are all detailed complex and like recreated worlds rather than just scents. Gardoni himself seems to keep very busy with a range of related projects, scented art installations and other creations. 
If we had to characterise the brand, it would be to say that they are very avant-garde, but they seem to use familiar materials and notes to construct something futuristic, putting a new spin on it in the process. They aren't a brand whose sense will appeal to everyone, but if you're looking for something unique and unlike anything else, you could do well to check them out. final review of this season is Natuno by Menditerosa from their Talismans line. Natuno has listed notes of cyclamen, pink pepper, blue ginger, nutmeg, a complex rose accord, a modern leather accord, Haitian vetiver, carrot seeds, iris, benzoin, rum and white musks. Menditerosa are an Italian brand that take their inspiration from the active volcano of Stromboli. The talisman collection is themed around the idea of perfume being a talisman to protect the wearer, deliver them from harm and bring them good luck. The brand is high-end and they offer very small production and selective distribution. Their fragrances come presented in a beautiful little crate. The talisman collection of scents managed to intrigue and delight me in equal measure, And true to form, Netuno starts with a strange smellscape opening. An initial spritz brings to mind oil skins that have been stored in the back of a cupboard for years, like at my grandma's house, or the inside of a tent that you've just pitched on a damp day, slightly grassy and unaired. Netuno begins with this wide smellscape, and you kind of get a big picture first rather than the individual details and the individual notes that make that up. Its beginning draws you in and makes you wonder what's going to happen next, and that's an absolute delight. It's the perfume equivalent of getting to the end of a first chapter of a book and getting that delicious shiver of anticipation. What's going to happen next? Is the rest going to be as evocative as the start has been? What actually happens next in Natuno is a nostalgic shift in gear. From the wider landscape, individual notes begin to step forward, leather predominantly, and then the gentle heat and warmth of the ginger and pepper. Interestingly, this had the effect of the perfume becoming even more evocative. When I was making notes to review this, I wrote, it smells of the post-war years, and indeed that's what it conjured up for me. That late 1940s sense of elegance that was frugal, classy, yet to erupt into excess. This is reinforced by the leather notes, which although they are described as modern, in fact to us at least, had a very vintage scent about them. This is worn, warm leather, not something crisp and sterile and new. If I had to pick a favourite moment in the scent, then it would have to be this moment, right in the heart. There's something so gloriously, powerfully restrained about Netuno here, and it's just so damn classy. Put this on with something retro and tailored and you'll feel like Greta Garbo or James Stewart. So often nowadays we see excess as a sign of power, and yet Netuno, in staying true to its character and holding back from bombarding the wearer with with too much, shows us that actually the true power is in restraint. And just for a moment, you may feel like you're actually wearing a good-look talisman. The base of Natuno is a pleasant balancing act between the leather that we met in the heart and a lovely musky rose. The two do harmonise wonderfully, neither dispelling the nostalgic vibe that permeates throughout this scent. The spiciness of the nutmeg also peeps through in the base, gently adding a soft heat, and overall the scent becomes very warm and quite powdery. Finally, the rum and white musks add a beautiful roundness to the base and fill the scent out with little hints of sweetness. 
Typically, though, Natuna balances perfectly, so it never tips over into actually being fully a sweet scent. Instead, you just experience these little hints of it, which leave you sniffing your wrist all day when you wear it. Natuna is the sort of perfume that has gravity and complexity, and is great for wearing in the evening to a fancy dinner or some sort of function. That said, it isn't very shouty. The scent projects from the body to a moderate, pleasant level, but it doesn't ever seem to become overpowering or obtrusive. In terms of longevity, Natuna lasted well into the afternoon from an early morning application, and it didn't seem to dramatically decrease throughout the day. Once it was applied, it just emitted a lovely hum of scent throughout the wear. This is a really lovely fragrance, and I feel like it's the sort of scent that if somebody bought you, you'd be really touched by it, and it would link with them in your memory for a very long time. So, that's it. We've come to the end of the first season of the Sniff Perfume podcast. Thank you all so much for being here and thank you for all your kind comments and words of encouragement. I really do appreciate every one of them. We hope to be back for season two, possibly in early 2021 and hopefully by then the pandemic will have gone and life will be something approaching normal again. The Sniff Podcast is written and produced by me, Nicola Thomas, with music by Phil Collingwood. You can find all our reviews online at the-sniff.com. We're also on Instagram, at the Sniff website, and Twitter with the same handle. We weren't sponsored or paid in cash or kind to, to review any of the scents featured in today's episode. Thanks very much for listening. Hi there, my name's Nicola Thomas and you're listening to The Sniff.